everybody, and welcome to an episode of This Week in X, presented by Crushing Comics. I'm your host, Crisis with a K. I'm here with my three friends from around the world. They love comic books as much, or in some cases, maybe more than me, Faria, Harry, and Tyler. And we're here to talk about the X-Men comics out on the 19th of May, 2021. There are only two this week, Way of X number two and Wolverine number 12. And our discussion comes with a standard warning every time around. It's going to be a spoilers-filled program, not just about the contents of these books, but other X-Men books, Marvel history, you've been warned. Now, to get us started today, I think I'm going to turn it over to Faria to host our warm-up period. Yeah, so my question for this week is like, uh, what is the interior of your head looks like? I'm not talking about the scientific version where it's like there's a brain just floating around. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for, but I'm talking about imagination, like imaginary. If I go into your head right now, how, how, what's the layout, what it's going to look like, you know, what's, what's prominent. So let's start with Tyler. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, the way I think it would, I imagine it to be versus huh. what, you know, it might actually be, might be two different things, but let's just stick with what I think it would be. You'll yeah. be entering a long corridor with doors on each side. Ooh, because I, because I have a tendency to compartmentalize things. So it's like, oh, comic stuff, this room. Oh, work stuff, that room. Oh, stuff that, you know, I really am angry or pissed about, that big red room. And then, the you know, room. that kind of thing. So, so I tend to do that quite a bit in my life. So I assume my thoughts are going to be something like that. So, so I don't I know. If I enter the room, is it all kind of organized? No. Or is it like more? Like- I would say I would say some some rooms will be a big mess. Oh, okay. I've been to yeah. your house, so I agree. Um- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, depending uh, on which one did you go to, because you go to the no, first one. one. No, the yeah. first one was really nice. Really this neat. One, this really one is neat. messy because this one is yeah. small. <laughs> Yeah, so but the thing is that it's, there's a there is a art to the mess. So yeah. I liked that. You know, I am all so Harry, you next. Huh, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, it's not a totally original thought, but it would absolutely be just some kind of like carnival where there's like 30 things happening at once just that feeling you get where you walk into like a carnival or a festival and you just like you keep turning your head and there's all kinds of things happening (laughs) at all places i'm not much of a compartmentalizer things bleed over all the time Mm -hmm. um i don't they're just you know workers doing the best they can people running around there's probably like a big like politics room in the back that's like super scary and dangerous (laughs) that everyone's going to stay away from but mostly it's just constant movement and chatter and kind of like I like to think fun. I mean, I, I like who I am for the most part, but um, there is always those days where uh, you feel like how you do when you've been at a carnival for eight hours and you just want to go to sleep. It's tired I, and sticky. Yeah. I absolutely envisioned it that way for you as well, Harry. And then yeah. I would also add that at some point I felt like there would be a crocodile just floating around with a sunglass. Yeah. And that's yeah, only that's because, all my Florida instincts. Yeah, that's only because to show that you're from Florida. You know, like this you need to true. have a marker to show where the person is from for you. That's how I yeah. see it. Last Peter. week I went to a state. Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Last week I went to a state park with uh, my friends and um, we checked out like a bunch of alligators, uh, like 20 of them. And we just hung out and watched the gators, which was uh, a very Florida ass thing to do. Peak Florida. Yes. <laughs> ah, yeah. And also peak Harry. Uh, Peter, what, you. what does yours look like? <laughs> We know I used to say that I, I, if I had any epitaph that I would want people to say that I had a mind like a steel trap. I always really liked being very exact and calculating, but I think that that was pre-parenthood and pre a lot of the experiences I've had over the last decade where I was very mono-focused. Like even before being in my band, it was like, I just had my career and that was the only thing. So like, why not have a mind like a steel trap? But now when I think of it visually, I think of it almost like a, um, 
a Rubik's Cube that's made up of balloons instead of little cubes, and they're all inflated mm. to different amounts. So if there's something I'm really, really focused on right now, you know, like mixing stuff for the show and comics and stuff, that one has become distended. It's like that cube is like this big. But then I'm rotating and I'm having to do something that I haven't focused on for a while, like mopping the kitchen floor. And that I'm like, and when I rotate, first it takes me a while to like get to it. And then I get to it, I'm like, how do I do this? How do I like to have the mop? What direction do I mop the floor in first? So it's just this <laughs> game of constantly rotating and trying to like not let any one thing get so distended that it, because you think of it in a Rubik's Cube, if one of them was like so big, you wouldn't be able to turn the rest of them until you like got that <laughs> one to be smaller. I like and I think that's really my head because I think I have so many things that I love. They're a little bit compartmentalized, but sometimes they get in the way of each other. Mm. So I kind of envisioned yours as a roller deck of card and then it's like it's rolling Ooh. and then, you know, and then it stops ding, and then you go and pick that. <laughs> a and decade like, ago, Peter is... would have described it exactly like that. Like, like, you know, it's like, and then you pick that and then, okay, this is what I'm talking, like working on. And then once it's done, put it back and like press the button again. And then the... <laughs> that's how I envisioned that. Um, that's so sweet. Yeah. So mine is actually, is pretty much like it's, it's kind of like everything is in its place. And then when you go in there, there's like, you know, family stuff, which is kind of like a dark and gray. You don't necessarily want to go in there. Mm. Then, you know, comic stuff, which are kind of brighter. And then, you know, there's like probably all the different comic ladies just hanging out there. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> lifting weights and stuff. Uh, there, these days, there's like a gala version of Colossus, which just there like you know and then you know he's just like a prominent version uh then i have the friends version where you guys all reside and you know all doing a thing and then the biggest part for some reason like you know for me it has been since november september 14 2019 is uh lady darko my cat like you know she's just there being all cute and then you know and then anytime i'm feeling i just always want to go into that direction of the brain but obviously there's work and other stuff that takes me there but it's all like in the same place it's not necessarily compartmentalized or anything so it's like a bit of like harry and tyler's but you mm. know kind of combined in a way that there's <laughs> that but yeah. i pictured yours as a very peaceful library like like a yeah. personal library hmm. like, like one of those like beauty and the beast like giant rooms full of books but it's just yours and your cat's there and it's very calm. It is. Oh, okay. That's how, that, you know, so honestly, I was thinking like that at the beginning, but I'm like, well, it's not always super calm and there's other <laughs> avenues of it. So that's in a way, fair. in a way, it's it kind of makes sense. But yeah, so that's that's that. That's cool. Wave X2, we're gonna have a brief initial reaction. Clearly, there's a lot to talk about in this issue, starting with Tyler. Um, I'm sure by now you know that I like issues that are denser than most modern comics and issues that feels like they are part of um, the greater Krakoa story. So this book achieved both. So um, it is thoughtful, it is funny, and I feel like it's going somewhere. So, um, and uh, Bob Quinn's art, um, he, he, he seems more comfortable with the characters and it is actually fast growing on me, even though issue one, didn't quite gel with me 100%. This is a very solid 4.8 out of 5. Harry? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this issue started uh, a little shaky, which concerned me, and then with each passing page, this book got better and better and better. It's really, e not really easy, but it is common to have a really great first issue full of promise and excitement, and then, you know, kind of riding high off that, and then the next issue comes in where you see the full structure of the thing, and it becomes a little less uh, impactful. This book actually avoided that. I think it sets up so many interesting things. I think it is so much fun. It is dense. I think we're going to be saying that a lot during this. There is so much happening. This is a, you know, for me personally, as a massive X-Men Legacy fan with Legion, this is a great pseudo sequel title to that. Uh, I was just happy as can be. And by the end of the, uh, end of the book, I was just like, I think we're really in for something special here. So I'm going to give it a 4.75. Fariha. Um, so sometimes when I really, really like something, I have this like urge to eat it. Like I feel like <laughs> I want to take a bite at it. Um, I have this feeling like anytime my cat is looking cute, like I want to go. It's called cute aggression. And, you know, it's I'm a real thing. Of, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my cat was like, yo, what, what, what's going on? Yeah. So while I was reading this, I wanted to eat my iPad. Because <laughs> I was having so much fun reading it. I wanted to eat the iPad or do something. And if I had the physical copy, I would have eaten it by now. But I'm glad I don't. And I just That's... have to do it digitally. I'm also but, glad you, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So... I want to say this was a home run. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I want it to be. I want only to be this. I, I don't care anything else. Anymore. Wait, what forget that. Forget all of that. I want just, to just be give me this. this. Yeah, I just want it to be this. So yeah, I would say a, a happy five out of five. For me, I enjoyed it, and I really liked some of the developments. But there are some things about this that I really didn't vibe very strongly with. I think with Sperrier. He gets lost in the mix of characters very quickly. I enjoy him when he's on a very mono-focused book. I loved his Hellblazer because he only really had to worry about Hellblazer. There was like two other characters in the supporting cast. And here, I felt like there were probably four or five pages I could have just cut out, cut right out of this comic book, and it would have been just as good. So that worries me a little bit. I know in the X-Men world, it's a kind of a good thing because we get to see more characters and everybody wants to see more X-Men characters and there were great bits in here with Fabian Cortez, with Dazzler, Loa, but I, it does make me a little bit nervous in the long run that we're going to fall back on the sparrier stuff that I dislike which is just being kooky all the time and that I'm going to wind up hating this series so I, I liked this issue a lot but I am a little concerned especially because of what it ended on which is one of the harbingers of Peter quitting comics but we'll get to that a little bit later in the discussion so yeah. This comic, it's packed. We're, we're just not going to talk about every page and every scene. We're just not. We're really going to focus mm -hmm. on the things that are thematically strong, and then we'll have a Tyler Receipts corner to make sure that we haven't missed anything important. Uh, the first thing I want to go around on, though, and I want to start with Harry because he is such a big fan of Legacy, is the beginning of what we get of David's brain. So where we left off last time, we thought Nightcrawler was maybe dying, Instead, we yeah. see it's that David is try is not physically there. It's a psychic manifestation that has been disembodied from the rest of his brain. And we'll get into the why of that in a second. But this is a full-on psychic manifestation, not of Legion, just of David. He doesn't even want to be called Legion. He just wants to be called David. And he needs Kurt to save him, not for the good of him, because he's happy being David, but for the good of everything else. Because, as we'll shortly find out, although we're not going to dig into it in this round, Orcus has his brain. So Kurt is tasked with um, A, playing host to Lee David's mind, and B, assembling a quick team that can take care of this problem. Harry, what did you think about all this development and the kind of Legion and David divide? So the David aspect kind of definitely lined up with the um, X-Men Le Legacy book, just speaking to him, sort of like trying to move past the super heroics and the costumes and the monikers and just be more of a person. So that, yeah. that felt right to lead off with at the beginning of this book. Then we get to his brain and you have this big, uh, you know, full page of just chaos within it, like kind of anarchy and like this, like apocalyptic situation where everyone's attacking each other, but it doesn't totally look right. That was my first reaction because when you look at the characters in the book, what's striking compared to X-Men Legacy's book, uh, where, his mental constructs and figures and personalities were all over the place, had all sorts of different shapes and, and like backgrounds and situations. These are all very super heroic in nature. Mm. They all have costumes, they have capes, they have this, this, and this. So I was thinking in the beginning, like, oh, is this just a poor interpretation of that book? Because this is much more generic in a way. But it's revealed later on in the book that the uh, the actual framing of this and the way it's all visualized, visualized is very... Uh, purposeful with intent for what Orcus wants to do with Krakoa. So it, it felt like a nice continuation and, and a, you know, an evolution of that book that I like so much, but it is using it in a different way that is still in spirit of this overall line and with, uh, you know, in, in service of Nightcrawler's character and all that, where it's, it's, it's a hard line, to, it's a hard needle to thread where it is both living up to this thing that I love while also, being just a part of a bigger thing, but not feeling like it's being uh, short-served. Mm. Tyler, without getting into the full um, uh, implications of Anomi, what do you think about the things that Harry was just talking about? I mean, uh, um, I I have to admit that I, I did not read Legacy from uh, C, so <gasps> I'm not familiar with him uh, <laughs> as a writer. Um, I I mean, I, I like this... Um, this 
this this whole thing about separating David from his other personalities um, as what Orcus is trying to do, basically, you know, using him as a model and using him cheaply as a model because you just need one brain to do it. Um, of course, there were there are consequences as we saw later in the episode, uh, in in the issue. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, this was um, this was a surprise for me because I did not know um, that was where uh, the story is going. I did not know that um, that the legion that we saw at the end of issue one is just a psychic manif- uh, manifestation. Yeah. So, so that was actually a pretty um, good surprise for me. And I, I, I mean, I enjoy to, I, I enjoy seeing where this um, leads. Freya, what about you? And and have you read that X Men Legacy run? Oh, of course I have. Okay. Unlike others in the others in the in the panel, I have read X Men Legacy. <laughs> 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 so, um, so the thing is, I actually like I really enjoyed uh, Legion in the original, like you know, in the X not. X-Men Legacy before the X-Men Legacy, but when mm. Mike Carey was writing him mm. and, you know, in the New Mutant run, and then there was this whole thing, and I think Dr. Nemesis uh, points out about it, that how he cataloged every one of his personality and put them in different cells for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he pretty much put them in different doors yeah. and different places for him. But then in Legacy, when we get there, it starts to break apart. Like, they yeah. were kind of all over the place and it's stuff like that. Yeah, it, the jail starts to break apart, and then, you know, there was like a Professor X in there, which kind of caused all the all the chaos and everything. So so it, that's where we kind of left off. And over here, I was fascinated by how his brain is being used by Orcus. Like, yeah. you know, we I talked about how much I hate like the whole hunted and fear aspect, and then, you know, the, the stupid, bigoted, racist, like, they, like, you know, people that they have to fight. To me, I feel like this Orcus is something that I'm like, yeah, they are actually worthy rival for them. It's not just outside mm-hmm. with a picketed, with a stupid thing. It's like, oh, get mutant <laughs> out of here. Yeah, or the some Hellfire dumb, kids. Yeah, something, some dumb shit like, sorry, yeah. shit like that. <laughs> but it's mostly about, like, you know, using their own power against them and using a way a science scientific way of getting to them and the, what better way to find one mutant who can replicate them all in their in his own head and try to find the simulation on how to end it i thought that was fascinating that was scary and that is something that is x-men have a worthy opponent now. Mm-hmm. like it just felt like something that they should be worried about and so i'm all in for that yeah, I think that uh, my reaction was really similar to yours, which is that a lot of the books are playing out similar themes right now. I mean, we've seen it with Choir and X-Force. We're seeing it in Wolverine this week that there's a lot of playing with parts of bodies having been taken into custody and exploiting that. But because Orcus is so central to this whole Dawn of X, Reign of X, because it's from Hoxpox, because we've seen teases of it in things like Sword, this just felt like it had a lot more heft. Plus, it's Legion. It, it just holds a lot yeah. more weight for me than, you know, having Domino's body and, and using it for luck. So part of me was like, this is a repeated plot beat. But part of me thought, but it's actually kind of a perfected plot beat. And I don't, I think it's okay that some of these plot beats are being repeated because it's emphasizing what the big themes are of this. But there's no question that we've seen this four times in a row. I just think this executed really, really well. Well, and it, it also, you know, more so than just like using a body or trying to like, you know, mess with the mutant bias and the DNA or what have you, like this is them trying to attack or find the weaknesses of Krakoa on a societal level. This right. is big picture attacking this isn't just Mm -hmm. we're gonna make a better weapon or find a way to like like bypass krakoa's uh security by using mutant dna this is we want to find ways to just destabilize this entire concept and speed that up well i mean that's that's the reason why you know the the fifth pedal was like so dismissive of the second pedal because it's like, oh yeah, H- Henry Grinch know, know that this is a uh, Legion's brain, but what is he going to do with it? He's just going <laughs> to weaponize it, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, he doesn't know anything. And, 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 well, obviously, um, um, Spiral reads, um, <laughs> Wolverine because they bought it from Legacy House. 
yeah. which is the auction house. Glad you remember that. The other other thing I was gonna say though is like it's also kind of shows that they're escalating. They probably started with Domino and then other mm. other mutants, but the, th- the fact that they managed to get David or like you know Legion and they managed to capture him, it's a scary concept on its own yeah. because he's very hard. Like unless he wants to be captured, it's very hard to capture him. So either he went in there knowingly. Like, you know, knowingly that, you know, he is going to be. So it just, I, I mean, I don't know, because he's a reality warper. If he mm-hmm. wants, he can warp the reality and be like, this is not the reality. I'm rewriting it. Like, so, you know. so I don't know. I mean, to me, that made it, made them scarier. So for know? a question for the people within reading the X-Men comics a bit more than me. I mean, has David shown up since X-Men Legacy, which ended in like 20... 20- 13 so he came back after that he, he had did. a miniseries that was not great right uh, yeah by that was recent. milligan okay. it was it, I, and it i mean i don't think it changed him that much but it put him back on the map after the end of x-men legacy by sperry was kind of everybody forget me well he wrote himself out of existence yeah right. i was reading this i was kind of mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna get bothered by it but i'm like this is i guess he's back i'm sure something happened I think yeah. I guess he's back is a be- is a better outcome than going back and reading that miniseries. In my opinion, I don't know if Tyler agrees with me. But. I mean, he was he 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 was the one behind Prison X too. Okay, right. So, Age of X Men kind in of Age of X Men. X Men got swept I in. Got it. swept in. So the the Ruth encounter mentioned here probably happened before Prison X. Prison X. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Ruth was captured. Uh, Ruth was never in Age of X Men. Right. Ruth was yeah, outside Age of X Men. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so so that that conversation happened before that that age. So um, yeah, it happened in Legacy. Yeah. That you didn't read. Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. So I, I, I want to move <laughs> us a little bit forward because we've all hinted yeah. at something, and so now I want to go into it full scale. But first, you know. Kurt very wisely picks Nemesis. Sperrier very wisely picks Nemesis because this mm-hmm. is this is a full on sequel right now to Sperrier's X Men Legacy. Like if you yeah. haven't read it, Tyler and, and dear listeners, uh, it might be time. <laughs> it's not my favorite comic yes. book, but th- this is absolutely referring it. to everything that happened in that series. So it's mm-hmm. it's important. And then also bringing lot. Pixie along as kind of like a little signpost of the group of people that he was uh, you know interacting with, and also a reminder of Blindspot, and also to bring some magic into it, as Legion points out. But we mm-hmm. get to this term that Dr. Nemesis shouts out, anomi, which is the idea of um, kind of an every everyone for themselves version of society, where it's breaking down due to everybody acting in their own chaotic self-interest. And this is what's happening in David's brain, or the Legion brain that David has been separated from. But it's not just happening on its own, although it may have. There is an invasive exotic, which is the name of one of Spurrier's arcs on X-Men Legacy. And that invasive exotic appears to me to be a tiny Nimrod from Powers of X who is going around saying, me before we, me before we, (laughs) me before we. And this is, I I don't know that I have been shocked this hard by a moment Mm -hmm. in X-Men comics since like, bring back my wife. I mean, this, it was Nimrod from Powers of X. <laughs> yeah. So yes. I felt so stupid when you texted me, like, can you believe it? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't realize that was Nimrod. I didn't see the design. I was like, oh, I guess it's some kind of robot. All right. Well, because Harry read first, and usually we don't talk in the group chat, but I yeah. was like in my house, like frothing at the mouth. And I think I read it before going to sleep at night instead of the next morning. And I was like, ah. and so Harry said that he read it. And I was like, what about Nimrod? And Harry didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, so Tyler. Um, we'll get into the uh, to the end of Legion's brain in just a moment, but what do you think about Enemy and Nimrod? I mean, this Nimrod is definitely modeled after Nimrod the Greater right. in Life 9, which is that small Nimrod that's floating around with the post humans. Yeah. So um so that's that's the thing which uh which kind yes. of like struck me <laughs> as like, whoa. So Orcus even though they lost the Mother Maw, they actually managed to create their own Nimrod somehow. Yeah. Or the whole thing could be revealed in X-Men issue that is coming out um, next week. I feel like that is probably the the likely scenario, right? It could be that, yeah. And um, the other thing is this 
Okay, this whole notion of uh um what well, how do you pronounce that word? Uh enemy. Enemy. Yeah. Um is struck me as um very similar to Life Six Lost Years of Mutant Leadership because they removed the core mm. um personality, which is David, from his other split personality. And then everyone just go crazy. And that, you know, the, 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 the life six lost years where, when they talk about the mutant leadership, it says it follows, um, almost universal death and disappearance of the senior leaders of Krakoa, uh, the life six Krakoa. And then that, uh, and then that led to the fall of Krakoa and Mars. So, so that was, um, oh, sorry, life nine. Okay. Um, yeah, life nine. So, so that was like the part which I was kind of like, oh, whoa. Um, that's the one that is, um, that, that's the one that really struck me as in like, this, um, this plan has sort of like moved much earlier in a sense. Like they are already testing out that plan of how to remove the, um, you know, what happens when the, um, the core leadership of a society is removed and then everyone with no structure um, and, yeah. you know, everyone as evidenced by issue one of way of X is like, you know, destructive behaviors. Um, basically no structure. They do whatever they want. They can die. So, you know, again, they do whatever they want. And Whoa. so I, I thought that was really interesting. Part. Let's go to Harry, That's, and then I, I'm sure Faria has some things to say about the state of Anomi, so we'll end this round on Faria. Yeah. So, you know, not talking about the, the Nimrod part, which I think is, you know, cool, and I'm excited to see where that progresses. What I like about this, the choice this story made is that basically with this concept, you know, you know, Wall, Orcus, you know, in this uh, ha- uh, simulation introduces an invasive exotic. That does not cause the root problem of just things falling apart and succumbing. There's still just this problem of this society might be headed towards total moral and physical ruin, uh, if not for something that might change that. I think the book's obviously going to be positing that Kurt is going to be the situation or the force that changes them from the way they're going. So it's just, it's, it's not letting the society off the hook by saying, oh, we put in this external Nimrod factor. It's saying, no, there are still inherent problems here. We want to find ways to capitalize on those. Mm. And um, it's it's just it's a really smart thing to do because it's still like in, inviting those interesting thoughts and discussions about what kind of place is this going to be while also having more intrigue with with a killer robot or uh, that sort of thing. Um, and also just from an art perspective, I do like how like it's not like one to one, but there are many figures in this that are kind of like X-Men, but kind of not. There's some that look like a Nightcrawler. There's one that looks a lot like the um, the time traveled young beast from Bendis's run with the uh, the goggles when he gets the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy crossover. Uh, it's just it was like a nice like it's similar enough to remind you of Heroes, uh, but not like fully to just be like s- kind of cheap in that way. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I think that's because that Orcus is not care doesn't care about what the X Men actually looks like. They oh yeah, just I replicating mean, the power their power. I just mean. Yeah. yeah, I'm speaking more from like Quinn's artwork. I just think it was a nice choice that he made more so than like story. So the thing is that I, I, I only kind of figured out it was Nimrod because of the pink. What <laughs> <Because laughs> else? I didn't, I forgot like what it looked like. I was like, oh, it's a pink robot. That means in X-Men world, uh, it's Nimrod. Uh, that's how I made the connection for that. But the thing is, like, I think the movie for me, it's actually a lot more than just what the Nimrod is kind of going around trying to propagandize, um, you know, in David's head and stuff. But it also kind of shows that how the Quiet Council is the quiet council is very much me before we like you know it's it they, they themselves even though they say differently but they themselves said the me before we there was a lot of leadership within different box who are also me before we in the sense that i'm going to protect my team and i'm not going to let my team be used other other places we know who you're talking like talking about however that's pretty much the same thing as orcuses also orcuses also Mm. have this five pedals and everything but one pedal doesn't like the other and they're kind of like a backstabbing thing and it's like oh i need to show that mine is better and everything so there is like there's a 
like each society or like you know i mean obviously we don't want all this to win but the thing is like the krakowa itself is falling apart already because of that mentality everybody's there because yeah. of their own agenda not necessarily for the for the whole society i you know something that really interests me about a lot of this is none of these themes just play out in one book and you know we've all read a lot of hickman some of us have read mm-hmm. all of hickman ever and um this just feels like to me it reminds me of like early hickman the stuff that free and i yeah. really love like um pax romana i, I really love nightly mm. news uh, and it, mm. it feels like one of those books and the thematic core of those books but then saying hey everybody let's do some variations on a theme like play with play with this and i i love it because you know what we've seen enemy versus in multiple titles i think you all raise a good point that the quiet council even though it proposes to be a council is every person for themselves mm-hmm. new mutants is absolutely playing with enemy yeah. and what happens when all of these kids have no greater purpose other than just pleasure um, in, in the world. I think we've seen a lot of books turning to this, and this is just one of the great things that this era of X-Men is doing, which is that you don't actually have to read every book. I know a lot of people are like, oh, there's 10 books. Like, yeah, it's a lot, and it's a lot to read, and it's a lot of money. You should just get Marvel Unlimited. You know, rat- that's the cost of just two books a month. But also, yeah. you don't have to read all of them. You will get the theme across them, even if you're reading half of them, or a third of them, and the theme is being developed in different ways across all of them. And that's a that's a feature, not a bug. You know, it's no mistake yeah. that they're covering similar stuff. And I just think it's really it's an interesting take on omega mutants to say that um it, it kind of jives and doesn't jive with the way that we were reintroduced to omega mutants way back in hawks number one which is mm-hmm. that there's only 14 of them like they're they're way bigger in scope than we used to think they're people that take this to the limit but that's from a mutant power perspective but then what happens when you apply like a systems thinking to that like if legion is the omega mutant of manifestations of power then that also means that you can use him as a model of what happens with infinite manifestation of power but what happens if we look at Iceman through that lens what happens if we look at storm through that lens it's it's really kind of like the rubik's cube model of turn it and look at it from a different direction and that's what orcus is doing and that really gets to one of the core things that's my favorite thing thematically going on which is a lot of different people looking at the concept of what does omega mean what does machine mean what does society mean and turning it from different angles that's when these comics i think are at their best right now and so that's why this when he yelled at me and i before they even started talking about it, i'm like i don't know that word i better go to google and then i googled <laughs> dr googled it and i was like oh and then of course it played out on the page uh with the addition of me before we yeah invasive exotic uh we are going to have a, a tyler's receipts corner in case there's any receipts to look at but, but i want to finish this thread first um legion knows that to reboot his mind he's gonna have to get resurrected and that's going to end their experiment and also kind of just like crashing the, the Sentinel into the sun way back to them and Hawks 3 and 4. Uh, Nemesis, of course, is eager to murderize him because what is ne- Nemesis? Best, not- pa- best panel in the book when he's just like, yeah! <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> dropped him! Uh, so, I, I mean, Nemesis Kurt, over ultimately, here... Yeah. No, I ju- no, I was just going to say, Nemesis is channeling his inner for you have to help the issue. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. Wait, like, it's like, yes, I, I'm ready! I mean, I, I was reading Nemesis as, like, um, Spiro's avatar. Basically, Spiro is oh, writing yeah, yeah. himself into into Krakoa based as it's Nemesis. It's like, That's yeah. I mean, it felt that way for me because, um, I mean, some writers, when they do that, you immediately feel like, oh, okay, he's writing himself into the book as himself. Mm -hmm. And they, I mean, typically those characters get the best line as in here. But he doesn't get the headshot because Kurt volunteers himself. Interesting, because Kurt is usually very Mm anti-violence, but it actually, we see through his data page, opens the way for him. It changes his mind about the rules he used to be operating on and the rules that we need to shift to operate on, which is a major change for Nightcrawler. And he starts to say, Father, forgive me, as he takes that shot. And he says, oh, never mind, which is a huge, huge cadence in the life of Nightcrawler. Anybody want to talk about that before we move on? I mean, it tracks. Everybody wants to. Okay. Yeah. We'll go free. Free (laughs) Harry Tyler. (laughs) I just have a small point, so maybe I just I just name it first. I just say that yeah. I just think that it tracks with that page of you know the ship in you know in the storm in the middle of the storm because you know basically the way I read it is like um, Kurt is lost. He's not sure who he is anymore, mm-hmm. and 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 therefore this this whole 
um, development within this issue just tracks for me. It works because we show his conflicted mind and we show how he basically abandoned one section of him and say that, no, uh, forget it. I'm just going to start. I- I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Freya? Yeah. Um. I know I'm always uh, super excited by characters who should be killing all the time because of the type of the risk, <laughs> place that they're in. And they're like, I- I- I'm not going to kill, you know, I- I'm going to, I'm going to fight other ways. I'm going to maim people. I'm going to drop them from building. I'm going to do all sorts of other things, but I'm not going to kill them. So I'm always excited when people are actually killing each other because I'm like, yes, come to my <laughs> world. I can't do that because I can't do time. I- I'm really scared of jail and not having access to shower all the time. But I want to live through that. So I love seeing this development of him because, you know, we have, like, I mean, it's because his his whole idea, his whole religion and everything that he, it really does not work anymore. And if he can, if he has all his choice to keep it, a lot of other X-Men who I shall not name are keeping their old ways and that's fine. But you know what? You're going to become like, you know, you're going to become, you're, you will be erased. You will be forgotten and you will not be able to keep up with it so it's that it's it's the whole idea of grow grow up or leave like you know be useful and i think like of all the people nightcrawler is pretty much the first one i've seen who have taken that leap Mm. in this new era of krakoa and i am all about it because i'm like yes nemesis have already been there but now card is there too all right harry wrap us up on this topic I took, well, first of all, Freya, we got to get you to talk about the boys because that's totally just the boys mentality of like, we got to get these superheroes killing. But, no, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 you're going to make her rage comic. quit comics again. I know. Uh, no. So basically, <laughs> I mean, I thought this, I really like this section for two reasons. Number one, I do, you know, yes, he is killing someone, but what he is doing really is, you know, it's laid out pretty clearly in the text is that this is an, a leap of painful empathy which is mm. working through all of these conflictions and emotions that he is in and doing something that you know is very wrong as a catholic i'm not you know i was a little affected by that even my own wayward way and just but still like working through all of that pain to to in this case do something that someone else wanted and that puts him in Kurt in a very weird position, a different position that I don't think we've seen him before. Mm-hmm. What I also liked is that this data page, we are speaking about, um, you know, old, uh, you know, early Hickman. This was one of the data pages that made me remind me the most of like early Hickman books, where this is very clearly like some kind of ancient text that is very clearly being talked about like later on. And this is the first moment of this big thing. You know, now we've had data pages that play around mm-hmm. and use the form differently. This felt like something that you'd see in Pax Romana or Avengers or da 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 da. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely just him moving away from Catholicism into some kind of new kind of philosophy or movement. And it, you know, I feel like not to keep saying it, but I feel like that, yeah, it'll be very much based around painful empathy, whatever that means. So that means like sacrifice or or putting yourself in uncomfortable positions for others, like favor for a favor. I feel like we're seeing the beginnings of what this is going to look like with this page. Um, and, and I thought that was really cool. And we shouldn't forget that, you know, this also came from way of X when lost the new mutant was asking for his help and he wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. And then he saw what happened when he didn't like help them, help her. Yeah. And so this is kind of like a reminder from that. So it's like, okay, I didn't help That's a good point. that other mutant, but now this time around I will, um, that's her, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this, this also, sorry, Peter, just uh, <laughs> jumping in here, um, is that, um, I mean, in, in Buddhism, you are looking for the middle path. And that means, you know, you are, you are straying, you, are, you, are, you do not want to do the extremes. You do not want extreme comfort. You do not want extreme discomfort. And, you know, and, and you, you want to be moderate in the middle path. And here I feel like Kurt is swinging. So he, you know, in, in Krakoa, he's, he's enjoying all the comforts that he could, right? So, so that is, you know, one extreme. And then this is, I think, another extreme that he's abandoned. He, he's, he's putting himself in, like doing something that he would never do to kill someone. Um, but in this case, 
you could also argue that he's trying to rescue legend. He is. Yeah. So so it's not exactly killing or murdering in a sense. And it's more it's more ambiguous because, you know, he's killing or he is he's doing he's killing because Legion asked him to. He also knows he'll probably come back. So it's like this. It's not as extreme or black and white as he's broken bad. It's more like he's putting himself in these, you know, uncomfortable positions that he is not used to. And there's more, I think, ambiguity and nuance there that makes that makes me more interested in where he's going to go next. Yeah, I think to a degree, all three of you are talking about the idea of evolution of, of belief. And it reminds me a lot just about the conversation around, you know, in America, around the Constitution, ar- around how to interpret laws and whether you should be a strict constructionist or whether you should assume that the modern day changes the way that we should interpret things. Here's Kurt, you know, devout and knowledgeable about a religion and trying to apply that religion to a world where the rules have fundamentally changed. Death is not death in the same way, not just in the revolving doorway that it typically is with the X-Men and, and even with himself, but in a way where he absolutely knows that the consequences of him ending Legion's current existence are not the same as the consequences of murder that his religion is addressing. And so I think it's this wonderful dual-chambered effect because on one hand, you have Kurt reinterpreting his own faith through the lens of how has Krakoa changed the rules. But then you can immediately tell through the narration, through what's happening in this book, that Kurt is going to force Krakoa to reinterpret their laws in light of the reality of the world that was created by the existence of Krakoa, which is actually really mirrors what happens in modern democracy very well. Like a country by existing alters the nature of the world around it. And then eventually they have to reinterpret the things that they've decided as a country because of the effects that they have as a country. And you certainly can see that if you're a student of American history, but you can see it as a student Mm -hmm. of history and many other places as well. And that to me is... It's the tra- it is the transition to the reign of X. When you enter this rulership phase, this leadership phase, this hegemony, this decadent phase, you have to start asking questions about if the laws you made for yourself are serving you or just hurtling you to your downfall, you know, in the way of Rome. And I think that this has that encoded in a very little amount of text, and I think that's wonderful. Before we get to the final revelation, without talking about anything about coins in Kurt's mind or patchwork man or anything we might have seen in the clouds, I'm going to turn it over to Tyler for any receipts he would like to bring up. There's a lot of other scenes in this comic. We can't recap them all, but I know I have one thing that I thought was really important. But Tyler, anything that you want to bring to our attention that readers may have missed? Um, I don't really have much uh, here. I think the my main receipts was the whole um, life, well, the wrong receipt, <laughs> life nine <laughs> part. And then um, yeah, I, I don't have anything uh, too much to add here um, apart. I do have one question, though. Um, why was Legion unhappy with... Well, not unhappy. Thinks that the choice of Pixie is pragmatic of, um, of, 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 of Nightcrawler. I really got the sense that it was... It was partially because of the soul dagger like because magic Mm -hmm. is something that has defeated and unlocked legion previously as we saw with the opening arc of zeb wells new mutants with magic kind of like leveraging well i guess the whole arc of zeb wells new mutants yeah kind of leveraging elder gods and things to kind of um play a trump card on legion so failing Mm -hmm. having magic bringing pixie who does have a a soul dagger rather than a soul sword is kind of like the suitcase nuke version of bringing magic with you that I don't I haven't read that stuff Free has read it way more recently than us Free, yeah do you think there was any other reason that he reacted so strongly to P- Pixie I thought it was that and versus that Pixie was also um uh, Ruth's friend blind okay. spot's friend blind spot like you know uh, like you know they kind of hang out blindfold, blindfold sorry yeah. uh like they kind of hang out together so I think it was I wonder whether the way I interpreted it, I forgot about the magic thing, but then later I was like, oh, okay. But uh, the I thought that it was more like, oh, it's your friend, like, you know, like blindfolds friend that like someone you should know, that's who I'm bringing with mm. me. Like, you know, it, I thought that it was mostly like he was kind of more annoyed by that, that you were trying to, you were, you were trying to, what you call it, um, was the word like uh, manipulate his emotions oh, or something about yeah him. like you know An emotional um, tether to yeah you were you were yeah, trying to you know. trying to manipulate me that way or like uh what's the word oh anyway i'll remember that well the one thing that i pulled out was uh loa expresses that she patronize 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 
patronize. Loa expresses that she has a little bit of a crush on Mercury. (laughs) And I went back through previous Loa because I couldn't remember if she had expressed any kind of um, any kind of desire for any gender mm-hmm. previously. She does have a brief fling with Elixir yeah. at one point, but she's not a character who's been written with a lot of romantic tendencies. So this is Sparrier not only giving us like specific women love women content, but making it, it's it's not am- ambiguous. I mean, she clearly no. has a crush on Mercury who is established yeah. um, as a lesbian character previously in the comics. And with I just thought that was nice. Blink. I like when these Academy X kids get texture. And Lo is one who's been used a lot, especially if you read that kind of Namor series in 20, 20- 2010 mm. or the deep or any of that stuff and then kind of got put to the side so i like that sparrier has gathered this little circle of mutants that he is going to write some developments for and it's not just pixie who who's kind of part of that upper class of like characters who got used a lot outside of academy x you know pixie choir and all there's a few of them that were the lucky ones and lo is not quite in that super popular <laughs> class i don't think so i i was really pleased and of course we like seeing more representation on the mm. page especially in a scene that was i thought really adorable like her saying we could just all go together as a group but also it It'll be with me with her. Now yeah. we're going to talk uh, about wait, wait, wait. one question oh. before we move before we move on. Yeah. Uh, what's your thought on Mercury's? Uh, sorry, um, Sinister. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, Doctor Nemesis. Nemesis. Nemesis is like fierce, fierce criticism of Dazzler's music <laughs> because I'm like, oh, he made an enemy of Peter today. Peter. You know, his tastes are rooted in World War II music. He okay. likes big band. <laughs> Yeah. You know, which I'm sure Dazzler could front big band and it would be good. But I yeah. also, yeah. that was that was where Sparrier was kind of losing me. Not Same. because it's like anti-Dazzler. Like I'm not yeah. that kind of let's talk Dazzler Twitter account sort of person. But like, did we need two pages? Like there's so oh, many ha-ha. other things. Now it does look like Dazzler's going to continue to be in the cast in this book based on that she's in the Hellfire Gala issues illustrations of, of the Way of X characters and she's on mm-hmm. some of the future covers. So maybe yeah. it's setting up some stuff which is great. But I just felt like there were so many other more dense things in here that two whole pages of that scene with Dazzler and Cortez just felt a little indulgent. I, but we got to talk about the end of the issue now. Sorry. We no, okay. So the end of the Aww. issue is um, there's a coin in Kurt's mind. And the coin is kind of like a thumbprint of the patchwork man who's been going around and looking over people's shoulders, which we do see in the corner of a panel here at one point. Uh, Legion's theory is that he's not the patchwork man, nor is Orcus's uh, manipulation of Anomi the patchwork man with an invasive exotic. The patchwork man is actually the reason he does not trust his father, nor Magneto. You will note, kind readers, that Legion restores himself in the resurrection yes. process, oh which means he is backed up Pretty from the cool. second that he was killed because I was like oh crap he's not going to remember any of the stuff that just happened with nope. her with Anime no, <laughs> no he remembers everything because he yep. put his own backup in Kurt's it's like when you have a boot desk for a computer and you put it in and it just starts up <laughs> he put his own backup in Kurt's head knowing Kurt would go to the resurrection chamber and it just reboots himself but the reason he doesn't trust daddy Xavier or Magneto is he is pretty sure Patchwork Man is the literal patchwork of them two namely Onslaught Onslaught so it's time for me to stop reading comics. This has been This Week in X, and I'll see you again in about 25 minutes. <laughs> hey, this, so this is up. also the same point that made me stop collecting X-Men comics. Yeah. is the well, exact same thing. Those are the two things that can get me to quick comics, uh, and here they are together. Have, free of, have you ever read a comic with Onslaught? Oh my god. No, I have not. Oh, I just only read the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. <laughs> but it, it, it's a super fascinating idea, though. So why did it, it have made... Yeah, it's a super fascinating Talk idea. Talk about that. Why is stuff. it a super fascinating idea? Like, because it's the worst part of Magneto, worst part of Xavier, and they're combined, right? That's Onslaught, correct? Yes. So isn't okay. that what... Isn't that what, like, Krakoa is? Like, it's the best part of... <laughs> it is Krakoa. Best part of... No, best part of Xavier and best part of Magneto. Oh, so it's like, like the that... other side of the coin. Exactly. Of yeah. Is yeah. That's, that's I don't what know I'm anything. Thinking. I don't know anything about this character. I just was like, oh, he is the byproduct of Magneto and Xavier. This is a book with Xavier's literal son. This is going to be good stuff. There's good parallels. There are connections there. And also that last page is really good. The drawing, I, the, yes, the, I mean, the, because it's, the formation in the clouds. It's yeah, cool. it, because it kind of reminded me that the fact that they were talking about that there is a p- potential plague, like you know, there's like they're yeah. arcu- like I don't know, I I, I I was trying to look for it, but I've kind of lost the thread on that. But it just felt like you know, there's they're trying to infect all the mutants, so it kind of looked like a plague is coming. No, it's then, not. 
infect all the mutants. The way I read it is that only the resurrected mutants could see Patchwork Man. Yeah. Which means that it was, it was intentionally or unintentionally placed in their mind by Xavier. Even better. Let's explore the shit out of this. Okay. So, but the thing is, like, no, the way I was looking at it, it's like, it's like, this is like the opposite because Krakoa, as it stands right now, everybody's on their best behavior, although at least. Uh, Xavier and and Magneto is on their best behavior. So this is the worst version of them, which is there. It hasn't been like hasn't been dealt with, and it's going to come back. I thought that it was one of the idea that even though back in nineties it may have made you all quit yeah. quit X Men, but now the idea will be bring back to make it modernize it and then do something different with it. I am all all on board for that. But at the same time, it's very sure that he, the way he was like, yeah, you two are up to something. You two yeah. know something. So he definitely knows about Moira. No, he like, knows. Yeah, that's the, that's the, yeah, what that, he, that's the point he mentioned about secrets. When he says yeah, like, oh, like, I have secrets and shadows, right? So secrets, yeah, you, you I immediately, secret. immediately went to Moira. And well, yeah, not just because you, you said that. Yeah. He said, I can smell huh? it. He's not like, I know. He's like, I know you guys are up to something, but I don't think he knows exactly what yet. Oh, no, 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 no. He knows. he knows based on Fariha's Age of X theory. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's like based on, based oh, right. on the yeah, Age yeah, of yeah, X. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's like he knows. He's like, you know, I can smell it on you guys. Like, you know, and I was like, whoa. No, and then the other thing is that we are meant to think that Onslaught um, is, is the weaponization that is introduced by the six perils of Orcus. But is it no. though? I don't no, think it's this. not. I don't know. They don't have the. It's not right. No. So so I think I think your whole thing that it's it's a it's a, a intentional or unintentional thumbprint of Xavier being left on the mutants that he resurrects is I think you nailed it. I think that yeah. yeah. And, and then the same way the that reason... onslaught was like psychically distributed originally, I think this storm cloud of onslaught is psychically distributed across all the resurrected mutants. And yeah. the more mutants get resurrected, which they're on a schedule, um, it, it's coming faster. There's this really weird moment prior to Legion's actual resurrection where they're talking about later, Krakoa would speak of a moment, the hairs raised on their arms, the air felt heavy. heavy. It was inevitable some would respond to these portents with alarm, either sensing or guessing their meaning, while others were gripped by older instincts to witness, to protect, to balance. And it even talks about how the five are feeling unsettled. And I think it's a misdirect. We're supposed to be thinking that it's because Legion's back, but I think mm-hmm. it's actually about the onslaught, mm. the critical mass of onslaught being reached mm. because of however many resurrections they've kind of been doing or have been done and real quick we cannot ignore cyclops walking around with his dry cleaning in that one panel (laughs) that's (laughs) That's my favorite thing i've seen in a long time (laughs) like i mean i was like i was like yeah captain Walk around with your dry cleaning. Why not? Do it, bro. I mean, yeah, it just like it, it almost as like he wants me to hate him. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> well, here, here's the tag that I'll put on this before we wrap up is that I like when we get stuff that's from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think reverence of the oldest comics all the time is frankly bullshit. And I'm on mm-hmm. the record as saying, like, if we got rid of every X-Men that ever debuted before 40 years ago, even if I'd lose some favorites, I would like that because I'd rather move it forward. And I think that this is much like the coin in Nightcrawler's brain. It's a double-sided coin. If we get more 90s stuff that we think is cool and deserves to get re-explored, we're like even Legion himself, um, we're going to get some 90s stuff that some of us would prefer not to see re-explored, whether that's Onslaught or Maggot or whatever you didn't like from the 90s. But the thing is, like, these are creators who came up with those 90s comics, as Tyler and I did. And to them, this is the fun stuff that they've always wanted to play with. So, you know, I, I think that hopefully there's value in reinterpreting it. But I just think it's funny because immediately on Twitter, people People started being like, do I have to read Onslaught now? Somebody, and then somebody tagged <laughs> me and they're like, no. they're like, Christian Comics, no. do you, what, what is your recommendation for Onslaught? No. And my one word reply to that tweet was, run. Wolverine number 12, starting with Tyler, buy or skip? Qualified buy for this. Um, I, I mean, I surprised myself by not hating this issue. Um, <laughs> and, 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 actually like it to a certain extent you know maybe because wolverine is not acting weirdly savage and non-intelligent maybe because this is an actual x force plot maybe because i was genuinely surprised by omega red's turn of event and it tied into x of sword so there are some good stuff here 
Harry, buy or skip? Skip. Skip. This sucks. I'm. It, there's nothing interesting happening. It is not as offensive as issues prior. I will give it that. It did not make me upset. I don't remember anything that happened. I feel like my life has become a little less because of it. Yes, the ending is interesting. I like X of Swords too, but this is still going. We are classic. never. We are never going to escape this. We are going to die talking about Wolverine and the vampires. Hard skip. Buy anything else. Go tell your family you love them. Wow, Fariha, buy or skip. Skip. Um, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just done. I'm just done with like the fact that there are other good books that are being canceled, and just because by the sheer virtue of like who the cast is, who the writer is, yeah. this book is continuing on because well, you know, we have a testosterone-filled men as the lead, and you know, just doing testosterone-filled men things, or I don't know what what you men do. I mean, whatever. It just. It's boring. It's. I mean, I'm just. I'm just done. I really, really enjoyed that whole connection to Exosaurs that came at the end. But honestly, why didn't we lead with that? Or why didn't mm. there was not not more of that? I mean, it just no, 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 no. Like no, no. It's four dollars. Oh, please no. <laughs> I say bye. I think this is the closest that Wolverine has gotten as a title to being what a Wolverine title should be, which is that it's something, it's it's bloody and fun. It shows Wolverine's connection to people, X-Men and non-X-Men. And it's got a little bit of some kind of ongoing thing that he can't just slash his way out of. That's what a Wolverine comic does well. And guess what? We haven't had a good one that has done mm-hmm. that since probably before 2013. The f- so is this like an amazing comic? No, but there are enough moments in this that really made my ears and eyes and brain perk up that I was like, you know what? If Wolverine can maintain at this level of quality and this level of plot and intrigue then I am actually happy to buy it every month and dig into it because this is the right direction. I don't think it's gotten to like greatest ever Larry Hammer mm. or Greg Rucka Wolverine comic no. levels but it's 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 a Wolverine comic I can enjoy. Um, and part of that is because I am just a big whore for Omega Red, okay? I love Omega Red stuff and when you use him like an actual character instead of just um, using him as a monster of the week I get really excited and this is a rare time that Omega Red is being used as an actual character. So what I'm hearing is buy for the Omega Red Whores. I didn't didn't say that exactly. I I don't want to be dramatic. I think Peter and Tyler should go to jail. (laughs) I'm with you. Thank you. I'm judging the book by its merits. But if we are talking about the fact that having this book meant that some other more more worthy book gets cancelled, then yes, it's an entirely 100% skip for me. But that's because not why... the calculus of that works. If you, if yeah. you want to say that this book got X-Factor cancelled, the only way no. this book got X-Factor cancelled is because Wolverine's not an X-Factor. Do you want Wolverine an X-Factor? Because <laughs> that's what you get by making these kind of comments. You get Wolverine well, in every I, comic book. I kind of want Wolverine in X-Factor so that people buy the book. Wow. And then Wolverine is being written... As a background character, like Marjorie Liu did in Astonishing X Men. That's true, and that works. <laughs> yeah. So, so Wolverine is part of X Factor, but he doesn't really appear and do a lot. And honestly, does he do a lot here? No, no. Yeah. I think what's partially interesting about this issue is actually Wolverine ultimately does very little compared to a lot of the other characters. In the <laughs> and that's why you liked it. And that's why you liked it because you know Wolverine didn't do a lot. Like so, see, you were you were actually proving our point. Well, look, I think when you have a good Wolverine solo comic, it tends to be yeah. because he, it's got its own separation from X Men and its own cast and its own drive. And, like, if you just try to make it all about Wolverine in every panel of the comic and Wolverine slashing stuff and Wolverine smoking cigars and Wolverine whatever, the, there's just not enough there. Like, you, you need to build a little bit of wor- a world around him that feels like a Venn diagram with X-Men where there's a little bit of an intersection on Wolverine, but there's things off to the side. Now, I don't think this all, all the way got here because no. I think it really kind of just feels like a B-side of X-Force. It feels like deleted scenes from X-Force. Yep. But better than some of the of actual X-Force recently, I think. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, why do you take away certain things from X-Force where, you know, where we could have more Kassara's art on X-Force drawing this and and a more concise story instead of it being dragged on for like, what, what is this, the fifth issue? 
now on Dracula on vampires, and you know it doesn't. Actually, we've never left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the one interesting thing that happens is that like Forge makes basically the anti-vampire suit. It's it's a vampire suit for vampires that don't want to be vampires. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's helping them with their blood coagulation problems. It's screening them from sunlight. It's filtering air. It's basically just meant to preserve them. And then Wolverine realizes, or Forge realizes, or somebody realizes that Sevilleth one of the many realms that we met in X of Swords has kind of solved this vampire problem. It appears to be an mm-hmm. internal nightmare. They have, you know, uh, ethical blood. They they figured out how to have little vampire babies. It's pretty much, and it's got this really interesting concept, I think, that um, va- the, the Earth version of vampires is just this backwater, redneck, inbred version of vampires, <laughs> almost all of which passes... Almost all of which passes through Dracula. And like basically, this is Benjamin Percy being like, there's a whole lot of vampires other than that kind of vampire. <laughs> X-Men have met other vampires other than that vampire. It's so much more interesting than that. And to me, it's interesting above and beyond that because um we we're playing with this idea of societies that are too insular. We're playing with that ideas of um of reigning can lead to your downfall. We're playing with all of these ideas that are actual themes instead of just stupid BS slicing people to ribbons. Harry, yeah, are don't. there themes? Uh, Am I crazy? No. no. Yes. <laughs> no, you're no. right. You're right. Well, it's again, it's 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 you know, yes, why this, this is was here. last issue. I, that's part issue. of it. Yeah, we it's didn't need that, last yes, issue at all to get no, here. There are there are now. themes, there are ideas. I don't think they're executed very well. I'm not grading on effort. Like it doesn't <laughs> deliver. I don't. There's nothing here that's interesting. Even if like 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 to to a common refrain is you explaining this was more fun than reading it. <laughs> so like, God. <laughs> Yeah, and then and here's the thing, like you know, the whole idea of like a backwater, uh, like you know, vampires and stuff. That reminded me of pre-Hickman X-Men mutants. I'm like, yeah, it's like it's just like that. They're just fighting all the time, not doing anything. Just do- and then post-Hickman, they kind of got like halfway through on the way to becoming Sevilleth or stuff. But I will say though, I mean, I am very much liking everything to do with X of Swords being sprinkled throughout the reign of, reign of X. Like, you know, that part. I and I, I was like, I like the whole too. time I was like, why did we need the last two issues? Let's just start with that. No, let's I just agree. Him, let's just him start it, like, let, like, make this the next issue. Right, right why do we need to sword? jump through so many stupid, boring, <gasps> forgettable vampire yeah. hoops to get to the whole, like, Sevilleth. Like, just go there. Get there. Get yeah, it. Just We're all gonna that. die. That's the sun's gonna burn out. Earth is gonna explode. The world's gonna end. Like, just make good content. Comics, Benjamin Percy. Come on, and we. If Sevilleth. So here's, here's here's one other thing I want to tell you though, because I was watching <laughs> Castlevania as right okay. before I was reading it, and Castlevania has Richard Armitage in it, who voices Benjamin Percy's Wolverine in the podcast, <laughs> oh. and Castlevania is also guess what about vampires? So when I was reading all of that, and I was trying, my brain was just making all that connection. I'm like, dude, I know you can do good good Wolverine story. So what is this? What is this? If Sevilus just wipes out all of the vampires and Dracul and Vampire Island and friggin' Russia or whatever, I will give Benjamin Percy my card. But the problem Chernobyl. is that Aaron is writing a Blade story. I know. <laughs> in, That's what we'll in never Avengers. get rid of. These, we'll never get rid of them. They'll be here Yeah, forever. we'll never get rid of them. Uh, it's like friggin' <laughs> vampire herpes. I don't... <laughs> that was awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, there's one other thing in this comic book maybe of interest. So Omega Red gets to be an actual character. He's like, he, at this point, what is he, a quadruple agent, a quintuple agent? I don't They're know. I don't care. And the, but he's like, Beast, there's actually a solution here. Just yeah. send a poison Wolverine back to the vampires. And Beast is like, what's that? I get to commit genocide? Awesome. <laughs> genocide. <laughs> like, Beast is, Beast is ready. <laughs> <laughs> like he's rubbing his paw, his furry paws with glee. He's like, oh, I got to play with genetics. <laughs> Beast, kill Beast was channeling his inner furry in this one. It's like uh. genocide. And so they poison the vampires by sending them a plant-based wolverine. Wolverine vampires are carnivores, and they send an omnivorous wolverine who's he's he's got sunshine seeded throughout his veins. And uh, and they try to steal his sunshine like the '90s hit song, maybe early 2000s, and it does not go well for them. You don't want to drink. Steal my sunshine. Don't try to drink from the blood of somebody who is cloned from Wolverine and also sunshine plant seeds, apparently. 
Mm-hmm. I was reading this. I was getting to that point in the book and I, I was checking the page count. Like we're getting pretty close to the end of this book and this isn't over. You can't keep doing this. And it kind of ended, but it, you know, we're going to get a Sevelith, which but, admittedly is pretty cool. But Whatever. I do like the idea. I do like the idea of making mutant husks and sending them in, like, you know, send them, send some of them to Arcus. It's a you know, cool... It's like, with regards from mutants. Per- per- Percy's mutants done some cool... Mutants send their regards. He's done cool, gnarly stuff with, like, mutant regeneration and, like, using bodies and creativity. That's been creative with that. this and X-Force. That is cool. Okay. I gave a compliment. Okay. Tyler, <laughs> anything else before we wrap this up? No. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm just happy that, you know, we don't get, we get, like, no more Louise because I don't buy that character at all. I don't so. Why yeah. am I? I'm not, I like I like female characters. I like vampires. Mm-hmm. I like vampire slayers. I like religious shit. I like all of this stuff. And I am like, why is she on panel? Why? I don't know. Yeah, and also she's the just lab, bland. This whole nonsense the lab and Nothing. the lab guy is doing his yeah. whole what is it? Renfield and in, in Bram Stoker's Dracula. And yeah, then he's like, I just ate a fly. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, and, I don't care. And she also get to visit Krakoa when Aww. you know Slacklops left his champion buddies on a ship. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like a big deal. I was like, you're just taking <laughs> yeah. her right to... Yeah, Krakoa, taking her right huh? there. Because Wolverine's I'm like, got a guided tour company. He brought... I mean, Maverick could have got there by himself, but Wolverine brought Maverick to see all the little fairies dancing around. He brought the, this lady. Wolverine's yeah. actually yeah. making some money on the side. I don't know. Maverick tour. is a mutant. But I know, but he didn't want to go. Wolverine was yeah. like, come on. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, mm, Team Wolverine. I mean, you know, it's because it's me, Team Cyclops, a team, and a team. But, you know, I'm but they still appeal in comparison to Wisdom, who gets, like, the hula, and he's like, no. Well, that's it for our brief buyer-skip discussion. I think, in total, it's we've come down heavier on skip than buy, because Tyler was a qualified buy, and we had two strong skips. So our official Crushing Comics recommendation for this issue is skip. All right, folks, that is it for the two X-Men comic books out this week. We have one brief week, I think, before we go to Into the Gala. And uh, <gasps> it's two big ones. Big it's ones. coming. New Mutants number 18, which I really have questions about where this is all going after the last New Mutants issue. But more importantly, or perhaps a, a bigger splash, is X-Men 20, <laughs> which has Nimrod on the cover. And it's one of Hickman's last Our issues boy. of X-Men. I think it's mm-hmm. going to go big. My That last issue, X-Men issue, X-Men 19, was by far my favorite one in the whole run. I mm-hmm. want to like the comics. I want to be on Jonathan mm-hmm. Hickman's side. I'm, I'm really rooting for it for next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And it has the, the reverse, the variant cover has Mystique on it. So <gasps> I'm like... <gasps> I have not read any of the previews. So shut up, Tyler. But anyway, I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's our big previews reader of the four of us. He always knows. I am too. Harry I too. too. Yeah, yeah. that's Harry too. Yeah. yeah. Well, folks, that's it for this week and X for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We we do this and we get together and argue with each other and cut each other off and and laugh at each other because why, Freya? X Men is better when it's read together. That is right. It certainly is. Because uh, you will get, you will find other people enjoyed things that you didn't enjoy, and that will increase your enjoyment and love of X-Men. So aside from just listening to us, I hope you have other people in your life that you love X-Men together with. But if you don't, we're here for you too. So on the behalf of Harry, Tyler, Freya, and myself, this has been another week of This Week in X presented by Crushing Comics. Thanks so much for being a listener. Until we get to speak to you again, please be well. Bye. 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 Bye.